Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning and welcome. You're listening to a day of prayer's morning Bible study. We're so glad you could join us. But before we get into the word, let us take a moment of praying. Lord, we just thank you for this opportunity to come into your presence, Lord, and to enact your will on this earth, Lord. And we just thank you that we have the opportunity, Lord. And Lord, we also just thank you that it's not burdensome for us to do, Lord, but it's an honor and a privilege that we have to be able to do what you will for us to do on this earth, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' almighty name, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. We are glad to have you with us and excited to get into the word. As you said, sir, we have the privilege to be mm-hmm. able to read scripture, uh, to study it out and discuss it. Mm-hmm. And letting the Holy Spirit lead and minister to us as he wills, right? So Amen. we can yes. all not just grow in knowledge of the word and of the Lord, but in relationship with him. Amen. So, Amen. How about we get into the word, shall we? Yes. Amen. Glory to God. Now, for for everyone that's tuning in and listening, we are in chapter, well, in Acts chapter 22, Mm -hmm. and we are discussing the first 24 verses. So if you're just joining us for the first time, or if you would like, we recommend that you would pause this episode and just take the time and opportunity to read through that section of scripture and make it easier to follow along in the discussion. Amen. 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 All right. And now we're going to open the floor and give each of you the opportunity to share what Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions that you may have. So who'd like to begin? I'll go. All right. I promise. Well, the Lord's talking to me about uh, Moses' general response and how Moses as mommy, you, sorry, not Moses, Paul. I was like, Paul. Moses. Okay, that's okay. Like, where where are we at, man? Where are you at? <laughs> when do we talk about Moses? I mean, you, okay, okay, we're back. We're back. Go ahead. Paul. And how Paul was walking in love towards his fellow brethren, and the Lord is also talking to me about how most people, when they're faced with opposition or they believe someone's wrong, they're more so inclined to call people rebels and try to call them out instead of listening to the Holy Spirit fully. Mm-hmm. And as a result, they end up getting out of line with what the Holy Spirit was saying. And the Lord showed me that it wasn't because Paul was just being a love, general lover of all people. It was because um, if you read that Philippians 1 verse 17, mm-hmm. it talks about how Paul was being glad because he was going to be glad because he was going to be poured out as a drink offering. Let me read that. Yes, and if I am being poured out as a drink offering on the sacrifice and service of your faith, I am glad and rejoice with you all. Where did you read? Philippians one seven, seven sorry, Philippians two seventeen. I was like, mm, I'm looking at one. Okay, okay, yep, <laughs> two seventeen. Okay. Mm-hmm. And how Paul had, first had to rejoice in what the Lord was doing and had to be content with what the Lord was doing inside of his life and not trying to, or think that he can have. That whatever he does is just good enough as what the Lord does, mm-hmm. and think that if the what or believe that if the Lord falls through and doesn't end up doing what he's supposed to be doing, that he has a backup plan. Mm. But he had to trust in the Lord fully. Amen. 
Mm-hmm. And I would also like to bring you to 2 Corinthians 9, 6. Okay. Also 7. But this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity. Mm-hmm. For God loves a cheerful giver. Mm-hmm. And, and the Lord has also shown me that it's important for us to understand to be cheerful in everything, because if we're not cheerful, because if we're not cheerful, we're going to believe that the Lord's forcing us to do something, which we know that the force, not the force, that the Lord doesn't force us to do anything because we have our own will. Amen. And I believe you've said this, Mommy, that Jesus had the option to choose something else, but he wanted to go with what the Father was saying because that's the outcome he wanted. Mm-hmm. And how if we want the same outcome as Jesus, as in if we want to be reunited with the um, Lord inside the heavenly community, we have to do what we need to do to get there. Amen. Mm. Then, so, sir, well, as you're as you're flipping to the next place for the rest of what Holy Spirit has for you to share, I'd just like to point something out. Right, we have as you as you stated, we have a choice. We have an opportunity to choose the Lord and His will. Right, to remove self will and choose the Lord's will. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. And in this defense of the gospel, and I'll say Paul's testimony, right? Mm-hmm. I love how in verses three and four, he says this. He said, uh, you know, he gives his, his bona fides, if you will. But then he also said what he was zealous for, right? Yes. He says, I'm indeed a Jew born in Tarsus of Cilicia and brought up in this city at the feet of Gamaliel, or Gamaliel, excuse me. Taught according to the strictness of our fathers, law, and was zealous towards God as you are, you all are today. And then he said, "I persecuted this way to the death, binding and delivering into prisons both men and women." Right. Yes. But then, what does it say at, at the end of the section that we were reading? They said they all listened to him. This is verse twenty-two. They'll listen to him until this word, and they raised their voices and said, Away with such a fellow from the earth, for he is not fit to live. So you talked about having a choice. Paul is literally telling them, This was the choice that I had made prior to receiving and to experiencing Christ in my life. Mm-hmm. So he's literally telling them, In this, you have a choice. You can now make a choice to go down a different path, to mm-hmm. take the Lord's path, which is straight, right? It's yes. narrow, but it's straight. It's level. It's a path of righteousness. And you can choose that path in you for your life, the destiny track the Lord has for you, and you don't have to go down this other way, right? The path yes. that leads to destruction, which is broad, and there right? are many travelers. Exactly. And there's many people along the way. He said, mm-hmm. he's saying, you can choose the path of righteousness and not be like me and choose this other path that only brought about destruction in his life and around him until the Lord saved him. Mm-hmm. Heaping up blood 
and sin against him because he was going about it his own way. Uh, Romans chapter 10, uh, let's see, verses 2 and 3 say this. It says, For I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. For they, being ignorant of God's righteousness and seek to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted to the righteousness of God. Um, which is what we were talking about in the previous episode. They thought, we'll make our own righteousness, we'll get rid of this standard, and then God will have to count us as righteous. And, you know, again, feeling that it was necessary for them to get rid of um, the Messiah, to get rid of Paul, to get rid of anything and anyone that, you know, and go through heinous means to do such a thing, break the law, in order to protect the law, you know, like um, you can see the apostle Paul was just going, this doesn't make any sense. And, you know, as you said, my love, him making the comparison, I was doing the same thing. I did this before. I thought this was how you were supposed to go, but God taught me different. And now here's the truth of what he said and what he's saying and how it changed my life. And, you know, oftentimes this is how I speak to you kids as a parent. I go, Hey, I see sin. I know what it's about. I've been there. I've done that. And it didn't work for me. It didn't work for anybody. Here's God's way. Take the way of life because all that leads is peril. What is the outcome for a murderer who has sin on the books, who commits murder? I mean, if, you know, for people who are bound by the law, but you yet commit murder, what is the outcome for that? You yourself are required to die. And even to the point that if someone had been found slain in a field, the cities that were nearby and nobody knew who committed the crime, they would have to come out before God and wash their hands in water and go, we don't know anything about this Lord because there is an accounting for shed blood, especially that of a a human. There is an accounting before God. And so he's saying, Hey, I'm not just trying to overturn what you think. I'm trying to teach you the way of life because you're heaping up for yourself so much error that you don't even know what's coming right? Because they're willing to murder and slander the Messiah and all of these things in order to get their own righteousness. So, you know, when I say they, I also mean, I see myself where I was in this, which is why the Lord has trained me and taught me and I feel the way that I do today. And I understand the way that I do because I, I've been there. You know, I didn't murder, but I hated. Well, I could hate like the Dickens, you know, and... Uh, until... The Lord delivered you That's and, right. and myself from those things and, and anyone else that chooses Amen. that they want to be in the Lord and with the Lord mm-hmm. and walk in his ways and be set free. Amen to that. God is a good forgiver. <laughs> He's a willing one. He loves it when we have life. Promise you had something you wanted to say, honey. And also the Lord um, also brought me to Romans um, twelve twenty one, where it says, do not overcome do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. And how mostly today, how we, when we think of evil, we don't just think, we mainly just think of evil as doing something that seems wicked. But inside of the Bible, you can see that evil is not obeying the Lord's command, which is loving everybody as yourself and loving the Lord your God. Mm-hmm. And when the Lord says love each other, he doesn't mean love the act that they're doing. He's just saying love the actual person and the love that the Lord has for them. Mm-hmm. And you can see this with Paul and how he wasn't 
when he was talking to the people, he wasn't cursing them and saying that something bad was going to happen to them because they're doing this. But he was loving them because he understood that when we do evil towards them, it also helps them come and come to what the Lord has for them. And as a mommy, it helps helps them bring it helps bring them to repentance. Not that he has to do when we don't do evil in return for the evil that has been done to us. Okay. When we don't return evil for evil, reviling for reviling, then it gives a person on the other side an opportunity to be restored and reconciled to God. Is that what you're saying, darling? Yes, Molly. Okay. Okay. You left out the not part oh, in that. Sorry. So I was like, wait, what? Okay. <laughs> and that's you're why fine. we're discussing. Amen. You're fine, we're honey. studying together. Keep going. Uh, that's what the Lord was talking to me about. Amen. Charles? Let's hear it, Mommy, sir. did you have something to say real quick? No, darling, go ahead. I'll interrupt you in just a moment. No. <laughs> I'm just joking. Go ahead. Okay, so the first thing that the Lord had um, was showing me was that when we first look at this chapter, um, we have been talking previously. But if we look at all the things that Paul was talking about, this was very much alive inside of his mind. He didn't forget what the Lord had done for him. Amen. And he pondered it continually and constantly before the Lord was um, thanking the Lord from that you can see that in the way he's just talking about it I know for myself that if it's something has been a while it may take me a while to remember exactly what happened and even then some areas and aspects are shady at best but mm-hmm. we can see here that Paul understood everything that went on in that because it was constantly before him mm. and the Lord was just showing that the same has to be true in our own lives we have to constantly manifest um, we have to constantly think over what the Lord has done for us in our lives, meaning that we can't just forget or mm-hmm. uh, say, okay, Lord, that was something in the past. I'm looking for you to do something for me now, Lord, so I can take that with me for a couple of days. Then you mm-hmm. have to keep proving yourself over and over. Mm-hmm. So meditate on it. Yes. You had to meditate on the word that the Lord had spoken to him, how God, Jesus had changed his life, what Jesus asked him to do for him, all of those things. Go ahead, honey. And how he went in his meditation, he was still listening to the Lord. He didn't allow himself to, I say, go on autopilot or go on to something else or something he thought should be said, but he listened to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Then also the Lord showed me the similarities between this message and all the other messages that Paul gave even when people received him. Mm-hmm. When they were willing to listen and they had no intentions of violence towards them, he spoke the exact same way. He didn't change his message or the way he spoke about something, depending on the people's attitude or the mob's feelings. Mm-hmm. But he continued in what the Lord had told him and said to him. Amen. And the same is true in our own lives. We have to continue to be constant with the Lord. If the Lord tells you to do something, say he tells you to go somewhat one way, but then he says to for you to say in another way, that's what needs to be said in that manner. And we can see here that that was the correct response for the Jews at this point. It wasn't to, Pete, uh, to James and John and saying, Lord, shall I call fire down on them? Mm-hmm. But it was to speak to them as though they were friends and to speak them with love. Speak to them with love. Amen. And as you have been saying, Mommy, um, in the previous podcast, Paul was doing this in the way of the in the will of the Lord and how he was talking about it. He was talking it from his own perspective and how the Lord had um, spoken to him and how his conversion led to 
other things happening in his life. So he wasn't pointing or accusing them. Um, and we can see here is that with it, he is bringing up evidence with them. Um, we see in a couple of verses where he says, if these people whom you hold in high esteem, they can even witness that I've done all these things. Mm-hmm. And we can see Paul trying to, trying to explain to them just the extent of his sin. Mm-hmm. Meaning that he wasn't trying to say, I'm so holy, I just sinned like this while you guys have sinned a whole boulder. Mine was a mm-hmm. little pebble and you guys are <laughs> continuing to sin constantly daily. Mm-hmm. You keep compounding the same sin over and over. But he's trying to go out of their way to encourage them that the Lord could forgive him for what he did and mm-hmm. use him in such a mighty way. The Lord can still repent, um, still can bring them into repentance. Mm-hmm. Amen. And then finally, the Lord was showing me that this was also another aspect of his grace. We see that Paul says, um, um, yes, in verse 18, and saw him saying to me, make haste and get out of Jerusalem quickly, for they will not receive your testimony concerning me. Mm-hmm. We can see that this is just an, an opportunity for the Lord to give them a second chance. He's giving his testimony again, even though the first time they didn't receive nor hear him. This is the second time he is explained to them exactly what the Lord has done. We can see that previous chapters of Acts when he goes to meet with the disciples Mm -hmm. who are later apostles. And we can see that the Lord was not just casting them off for their one sin or their one mistake, but he constantly comes back to us. And the same is true in our own lives. We shouldn't be so quick to cast people out of the boat, our proverbial boat, once they do something wrong. But we expect the Lord to constantly fishes us out and take us back into the boat mm-hmm. and then let's let us get to the point where we don't need to be thrown out of the boat we don't hop out of the boat we don't get out of the boat and try to paddle on our own <laughs> we stay in the boat and we walk with him because he told us to abide in him and let his words abide in us he told us to remain faithful to him so we have to grow beyond that in and out in and out my uh, mentality and mindset or i'll send god please you know you'll forgive me later because it's a violation of our covenant with him, but begin to walk with him consistently, constantly, inconsistent, by being consistent is what I mean to say, and pursue him and move forward with him. So yes, God is so gracious, but let us not make him wait. Let us not delay what he is trying to bring into our lives and in our heart by being hard-hearted or foolhardy, foolish in our perspective and thinking, oh, I still have time. You'll come and knock again another day. I'm in my bed. I'm tending my garden. I just married a wife or I just married a husband. I'm raising my children. God, I don't have time for this right now. But we heed his voice because the time that he knocks is the time we need to come. I love that you brought that up because that's exactly what you see in the days of Noah, right? They Mm -hmm. were all being married and given a marriage and mm-hmm. just going about their daily thing. Mm-hmm. Ignoring but the it, season and the time around them. It's, that's why it's vital to be in tune with the Lord through Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. The same with Paul in his own life, as you brought up there, LaCharles. You see it in Acts chapter 9, uh, verses 20 through, I'll say, 30, really, right? Yes. Where, yes, he, he has to escape. Why? Because they were intending to kill him and to be let down the wall through the basket, right? Yes. And that wasn't the only time in his life he had to escape death, right? But again, how does all that get ministered? And that's by Holy Spirit. So it, mm-hmm. it is imperative that we remain in tune with the Lord in his leading, mm-hmm. not go about our own thing or way of mm-hmm. thinking or our own plans and purposes, but mm-hmm. his plan and the destiny track for his life. 
Amen. Because look at all the times the Holy Spirit led Paul to escape. We just talked about just a couple, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, as we're reading here, right? In Acts 22, but also in Acts 9. And look at how many people were now influenced. And by influenced, I mean ran into an encounter with the Lord through Paul mm-hmm. and had the opportunity to enter into that personal, deep, and intimate relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that they would not have if he had not have listened. Amen. Holy Spirit led, Paul obeyed. As should be the case with all of us. Amen. Amen. So let's pause there for today. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, Layla. Lord, we thank you for your abundant grace and your mercy that you show to each and every one of us, Lord. And we thank you for the opportunities that you give us to choose you and eternal life, God. And we decide and we choose you now, Lord, if we haven't done so already, Lord. And we ask you to forgive us for all our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness, Lord. And we thank you for that forgiveness, Lord, and the and the good things that you have prepared for each and every one of us, Lord, the destiny and life with you, Jesus. We thank you for this time together in the word this morning, Lord, and discussing and learning more about you, God, through your Holy Spirit. And we just thank you for our partners and our listeners. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. In Jesus' almighty name, amen. And amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry inspiring messages and coupon codes for the merch shop visit our website adayofprayer.org click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form be sure to check the box that says subscribe thank you for listening to a day of prayer we trust the lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with christ Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.